0: Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Everywhere there is life, but you must face death. Honor it. Do not fear it. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Lucasfilm and Disney Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this series early for review. Uh, and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles. And all things geek centric, and all things like Star Wars. It feels like at this point. Uh, <laughs> now joining me for this exploration of the light side and the dark, we got Megan and Darcy, my two trusted Jedi. I feel like now I'm trying to think here. Megan, would you be the light side? And Darcy, you think you'd go to the dank dark side? Is that what would happen?
1: Well, yeah. I like to think
0: <laughs> I like to think myself more of the gray side, that middle in between. Okay, area. that makes yeah. sense. That's fair. You're more Ahsoka. Yeah. I can yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. How are you two doing in this uh, beautiful galaxy of ours?
1: Good, good. I'm enjoying the fall weather right now. I'm I'm a person who loves the cold, so like I last night got all cozied up in a blanket with a cup of tea, and I watched these episodes and was living my best life.
0: <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. And there's there's an episode in this that it is fall and it's probably one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen in Star Wars animation oh my gosh um before we get into this review I thought we might take a moment to discuss our experience and uh I think we can collectively say our love for the Dave Filoni animated side of Star Wars uh I think I mean anyone who's tuned into our Bad Batch uh episodes (laughs) our Watch Club episodes for Bad Batch will know how we feel about animated Star Wars but I'd love to know uh, Megan, why don't you kick us off? What what has your experience been with the animated side of Star Wars?
1: Well, it's so funny. You would think that I would be extremely well versed in this, which I feel like I am now. But it almost—I feel like I should be a long-standing uh, Clone Wars fan, but I right. only just started watching it. What was it, Nate? Like a year and a half ago. <laughs>
0: maybe 2 I years i mean pr- roughly after season 7 came out yeah. right so yeah so yeah.
1: i just got into it and it was like you got to watch this it's star wars but it's animated and it goes into like the the depths of the clone wars and i was like okay let's give it a shot First season was a little rough to get through, just because of the mm-hmm. animation standpoint. You know, I didn't realize it was like a two thousand seven show, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so you know it was it was rough to start watching. But then you fall in love with the characters and. You learn more about Anakin, and I love him as a master. I love Ahsoka as his Padawan. She is my favorite Star Wars character, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also had a hard time getting into Rebels. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I love animation, but there's something about that main character.
0: (laughs) You don't like Ezra. You're not an Ezra stan. so funny.
1: He just just annoys me a little bit, but I think that's- part of it i know a lot of people who were super annoyed by ahsoka when she was you know in the first couple seasons Absolutely, Absolutely.
2: right here thank you oh there you go yeah but i think
1: i think i know a lot more about star wars because of the animated shows and i i think the people who love the films if you're massive massive star wars fans Mm -hmm. get through the animated show because it's worth it
0: absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, and I think we'll be bringing that up quite a bit during this review. Darcy, what was was your experience like with uh, Star Wars animation? Were you watching in 2007 when it first premiered? I I was checking it out,
2: but uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was not the biggest fan of Ahsoka, so I I Mm -hmm. tended to stay away from it. I found her too similar to the whiny Anakin we all got uh, in in episode two. So I was just like, I don't need another one of those. I want different, please. Thank you. I need a different Jedi. Uh, But once I started tuning in, like I started watching a lot more hardcore around season four, I think, when they started Mm. telling more interesting stories and Ahsoka got that really, like her whole disillusionment with the Jedi system is, is incredible. So that's where I really fell in love with the animated series. And, Personally, I loved Ezra from minute one of Rebels. When when I, I was at Comic Con when they announced uh, Rebels was going to be a show they were doing, and yeah. I remember getting like seeing the cast come out on stage and just being like, "Yes, more more Star Wars stories," and this cast is incredible. I can't wait to see the story they tell, and I've, I love that one basically since minute one. So, a huge fan of the animated universe.
0: And I think what's so special about that, and I think even a little bit with this series, is just the fact that we get to stray away from the skywalkers. I mean, we're still obviously it's so that story is so integral especially to clone wars. But to to have these characters to have a series that's centered centered around two characters that aren't last name Skywalker is fantastic. Um and I'm I'm so stoked to get into this. Um yeah, I I joined the the clone wars uh parade, I guess. Like I want to say probably when season 5 or no, probably season 5 I think was when I jumped on and I just was like Wow, this is special. This this really hit for me, and I think what really did it for me was just the fact that you know you had writers from Avatar: The Last Airbender uh, working on this, and that's where I was like, oh, okay, you you you've got me in then. Um, and so yeah, man, I, I I think I think you're absolutely right. I think if you are, you know listening to this and you haven't watched The Clone Wars yet, um, I definitely think you need to in order to watch this series, and we'll we'll elaborate on that a little bit more. Uh, But let's get to the synopsis for this series. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is an anthology of six all-new animated shorts produced by Lucasfilm Animation and created by the GOAT himself, Dave Filoni. I added the GOAT himself. That's not actually in the official
1: description. (laughs) It should be.
0: Uh, It should be, though. Uh, Who also created, as we mentioned, Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars Rebels, and The Bad Batch. Uh, This is based on characters created by George Lucas, and the series is set during the prequel era and spotlights important moments in the lives of fan favorite characters Ahsoka Tano uh, and Jedi turned Sith Lord Count Dooku as they embark on respective paths towards heroism and villainy. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi features the voices of Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Corey Burton as Count Dooku, Janina Gavankar shout out to Battlefront 2) uh, as Ahsoka's mother, Pav T. Michael Richardson, Liam Neeson's son, as young Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson himself as Qui-Gon Jinn. T.C. Carson as Mace Windu. Ian McDiarmid as Darth Sidious. Phil Lamar as Bail Organa. Clancy Brown as the Inquisitor. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker back again and James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi all six episodes are out now on Disney plus let's get into this let's get into what worked and what didn't and honestly I'm gonna have a really tough time with anything that didn't because holy crap this was excellent let's let's just dive right in um I want to just start off and just say like you know, we Darcy, you and I were at Star Wars Celebration, and Dave Filoni mentioned how he wrote these. I think while he was like on a flight or yeah. like during lockdown.
2: Yeah, traveling between like, like set locations for Mandalorian and his home. He said he was doing. Uh, he had these stories jumbling around his head, and just put pen to paper as a way to pass time. And and we got these six stories from it. So really and it's cool. Nuts. These are yeah. stories
0: that he's he's said that he's wanted to tell while he was working on The Clone Wars, but they just never found a a moment to sort of put them in. And I love... Let's just talk about the fact that they're short stories. They are shorts. These are six short episodes, I think around roughly 10 to 14 minutes each. Um, I just love how swift and precise they are in their messaging. And I think by condensing these episodes down, even more so than something like with the Clone Wars, which was, you know, around like a 22-minute episode, it just does so much to, like, again, just focus in on the message that they're trying to say. What did you guys think of the short format?
1: I loved it. I thought it was a great way to tell these animated stories with um, a, a little bit of time, and you can fit all that you need in that, especially with these, like, blips of stories about characters we already know about. However, I think it's really cool that we've introduced Dooku's, like, evolution in this. Yeah. And I would personally like to know more about him because I don't Mm -hmm. know a lot about Dooku. So um, seeing how many different Padawans he had or... um. I guess what do you call them apprentices? Like
2: mm-hmm. different
1: people that he trained, who all rose to the occasion and like outshone him in the Jedi world. Um, I thought that was really interesting and such a cool story arc for him. I also really love the comparison of Ahsoka and Dooku. Yeah, whether that was on purpose or not, but those two going through um, the Jedi from light to dark to whatever you get to. They're really, really comparable, which you would never think they would be, but I thought that was really interesting.
0: So good.
2: Yeah, as a fan of the, again, I've read all the books and stuff like that. So there's the Ahsoka novel and there's Dooku Jedi Lost, which kind of explore a lot of these, the same timeline that these shorts go through with their you know, disillusionment with the Jedi, like I mentioned earlier, and how they eventually forsake that and turn to something else. So as a fan of that, it was really cool to see other aspects it just it disappointed me because because there are these stories that already exist they didn't get to tell some of the more impactful moments that i'm familiar with so that was to me that's a bit of a downside in this this short format is that they focused on very specific moments where the lead-up to those moments to me are just as interesting as what we got in these stories
0: and you're so just to clarify you're saying those lead-ups to these moments are in those books a lot of times
2: they're they're Maybe not the exact moment, but it's, again, during the same timeline. So you're getting Dooku's thought process behind why he's you know, losing faith in the Jedi and why he's turning Mm -hmm. more to his anger. And then similar with Ahsoka, it's what is she going to do now that she is no longer a Jedi? Where is she going to go now that the Jedi Order has fallen and all that stuff? So again, those books explore the same timelines and do it much more thoroughly so you can get some of those questions answered that maybe Meg has after seeing Dooku's brief little windows in this story.
0: Well I think that leaves that leaves some room you know for another season of the show mm-hmm. I think if they wanted to I also think too like you know, these are on Disney Plus, but, you know, if this was a different time, if this was back in the day before Disney Plus, these would be on YouTube and totally. I could almost see, like, you know, you know, at the end of the YouTube video like the little pop-up coming up, like, if you enjoyed this, check out the audiobook for, you know, Dooku <laughs> Lost or whatever. So, like, I could totally see that being the case and I think that is intentional. I think Dave Filoni um, is intentionally being very cautious of sort of what he pulls and what he doesn't from those uh, other uh, creators. Um, I, I just love, though, that like we get to connect with parts of the Star Wars universe that we've never fully connected with before. Um, and I do like the exploration of some of these things, like getting to see Dooku Breaking Bad, but also uh, Ahsoka's homeworld and seeing her culture and seeing how her people uh, interact with nature and and just how that carries through to her disposition as a character was so Phenomenal. And you know, Darcy, at the, the panel that we attended, um, Dave Filoni mentioned to us that this series would go dark, and mm-hmm. he he was not lying. These shorts, I think, they, they're such a wonderful, mature take on the subject matter that's brought, it, brought up in Clone Wars and brought up in the prequel series. Um, and that maturity, I think, is recognized... And it's so appreciated, especially after watching something like Star Wars Andor. Uh, And we've talked about how, you know, it it was one of those things where we're getting back into Star Wars animation. And I was thinking in my head before I clicked play, I'm like, am I going to, how is this going to work for me after something like Andor? How am I going to get back to this? And it it doesn't miss a beat, I think. You can tell how much reverence Dave holds for these characters in this world. And that bleeds through every sentence or every line of dialogue of this series. And you can feel it when you're watching these shorts. There was, not, there was never a short that ended where I sort of felt like that was unnecessary or, or we didn't need to see that. It, all six of them were just so perfectly told and, and felt just as mature as anything we've seen from Andor. And I loved, I loved it.
1: I also love, um, I didn't get this until the end of all six episodes. And then I was like, of course. I love that Dave Filoni paid tribute also to the era in which these shows started and got to. So, like the very first episode with Ahsoka, I was like, "Mm, the animation kind of took a back seat here. Like, it seems really. (laughs) delayed or like Visually, their yeah. their movements aren't as clean as i remember them being in like the bad batch or the season 7 of clone wars i was like mm-hmm. oh that that oh, whatever like i'm i can see past it cuz i love ahsoka so much and i love these series but i was like oh that's too bad and then as the show goes on i was like well wait a minute it's getting better like the animation quality is getting better and then you get to see uh, episode 5 that has this insane moment, and also you can visually see the difference from the first part to the end part. And I was like, "Yo, Dave Filoni is playing so hard into <laughs> the animation of this that he's showing us like season one Clone Wars and also season seven Clone Wars animation. It's it's unbelievable. Like I'm getting chills talking about it. It, it was so it's, cool." It's-
0: it's cool to see that again the visual storytelling is just as important as the narrative to them. And I think you're absolutely right, Megan. You can literally take these moments and plot them into their points in canon in this in these series, yeah, like and it would just feel the same. It's, it's <laughs> so, so cool. so cool. Um and yeah, they're like, shout out to to the animation teams and the people that work on this, because obviously we know you know, especially through the pandemic, like that is not an easy thing to do. And even though these are shorts, like it's no small feat, um, especially for how beautiful some of these episodes are there again, without spoiling anything, but there's a moment where two characters, I wouldn't even say who they are, but they walk into a forest and there's purple leaves on the ground. And I was just like, holy crap, Star Wars animation just looks so good these days. And I think ever since uh, season seven of the Clone Wars, and especially with Bad Batch, I'm just, this has gotten me so stoked for more of it, for for more Bad Batch. Um, oh yeah! But uh, yeah, man, I, I the visuals are just absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, if there's one thing that I can you know count on Star Wars animation to do is to use light and darkness properly, because oh, yeah. throughout these six yes. episodes, the light is so natural feeling, and the shadows that they generate and the everything revolving around that stuff feels like they've really created a world just using these animation cues to again that light the light. In shadows, or I can't get over that. That was the thing I came out of the series being like, "Damn, they did that well." Like, the sh- there's one moment where Jedi's light up their lightsaber in a, in a cloud of smoke, and that just oh my god! Again, bringing back to that original Clone Wars era stuff when that, they use that, but at the same time, elevating it to the next level, and it's like that was incredible.
1: And also, so you're talking about the animators going through COVID and having to do stuff like that during a pandemic mm-hmm. and everything. It's also insanely difficult to degen your quality of animation. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm getting chills talking (laughs) about it. Like when you know how to make it good, it's hard to make it not as crisp and clean. Like that also, it just deserves a massive round of applause, amazing
0: well because not even just in the look of the overall of the overall show but even things like again how you mentioned they how they move but i think more importantly their facial animations oh, yeah. i think we noticed over the course of clone wars how much that changed uh, and how important that was especially to bring out emotions in these these digital puppets right
1: totally and the cinematic quality of those character movements it's like mm-hmm. you go from the very first episode of clone wars where yoda is sort of like hopping around with those three clones and then you get to season seven of clone wars with um maul and ahsoka having their combat moment in on mandalore it's like unbelievable the difference and they achieved that in this show it's insane
0: absolutely it's crazy now of course the visuals are amazing i got to talk about what we heard though kevin kiner uh did the music for this series holy crap i was so blown away by these these moments with this these these songs they were they especially everything on the ahsoka side was was just there were moments of uplift and and moments of like like true power and then the moments with with dooku are so bleak and and sad but also at the same time like dark and they just fit the narrative so well I was I was just blown away by it I really hope that we get the music uh on like Apple Music or whatever like I want to download it right now uh and listen back to it because it really honestly it's 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 just crazy how much these shorts were able to do with the time that they were given and I I think a lot of that has to do obviously do with with the the music um I also want to just shout out uh it's just so nice to hear Ashley Eckstein yeah. as Ahsoka again, right? Like I was just so so happy to hear her voice again, and then even like Matt Lanter mm-hmm. uh, as Anakin and James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan, like just for the brief moments that we do get with them, um, I, it was just it's crazy to think that we can have nostalgia for characters that we realistically heard only two years ago, or for some of us even a lesser <laughs> amount of time. But it it still felt like when it when I when I hear them talk, I'm like. Oh, there they are. There's, there's, you know, and again, that's no shade to all the other people that portray them, especially the original actors or, um, you know, with with Ahsoka. Like it's it is one of those things where that's awesome. There's going to be different versions of these characters. That's fine. But it was just, it felt like coming home. It felt really nice, especially for a Clone Wars fan.
1: Totally. It doesn't downplay at all the other people's, like, portrayal of those characters. It just holds a different place in in your mind and in your heart for them. Like, Rosario Dawson will hold a special place in my heart for Ahsoka. Yeah. But also, Ashley Eckstein is a different Ahsoka, and I love them both immensely, and they do such a good job portraying her in those different stages of her life.
0: Absolutely. And, oh, speaking of different stages, like, yes, these are shorts. There are a couple episodes. I think there's one or two where we get to jump through time in the episode. (laughs) And it's so cool how they tell you. um, All I'm going to say is clone war armor or clone trooper armor. And you just see it change (laughs) through those moments. They don't even recognize any of it. You just sort of see those changes. And you're like, oh, that's where they are in the timeline. Now (laughs) that's where they are in the timeline. It's just so cool. I was like. It's so just badass. Um, the only other thing I wanted to quickly mention um, before we maybe maybe mention anything that we didn't quite work for us. I know Darcy already kind of mentioned a little bit that you wanted a little more mm-hmm. uh, from the from these these moments, but um, getting to see a young Qui Gon Jinn, I thought was so cool. Um, his relationship with Count Dooku was was so intriguing and so interesting, and just the way that he sort of uh, again you you sense that wisdom in him, even though he was so young, but. She's in the trailer. I'm going to talk about her. It's not a spoiler. Freaking Yaddle. We get way more Yaddle than I ever expected. And she's so incredible. Mm-hmm. I was so, so... Like, it was... Like, my heart was beating just from seeing and hearing Yattle. I was just blown away. I was so happy to see it. Uh, and I think they did such a good job with that character and and giving more to that character. It was just... Oh. I'm in love. I'm in love with you. <laughs> Me too. Um, right? Do we have anything that we want to? Anything else we want to bring up before we get into what what might have not fully worked for us, or is there anything that didn't fully work for you guys? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, personally, I was again having read all the other stories and am familiar with these characters' backstories. It was a bit disappointing with what the what. St- parts of these stories they focused on, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. again, the lead up to some of these moments are much or just as interesting, if not more interesting to me, than what we got in these these shorts. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're not getting these in-depth character dives. We're just getting quick little windows into their their why they're doing what they're doing. And without the knowledge of the show or the books to to guide you, you could be very lost in this this series because it's it is very much focused on very particular moments in these characters' lives,
0: and I think that was my only. It's so tough for me to call this a criticism because I don't, I don't fully think that it is because I think this show and its marketing and what it's trying to do and who it's aimed towards really it's it's kind of saying hey you haven't watched the the you know Clone Wars you you know you're not going to be prepared for this you're not going to you might not enjoy it I just think that especially I think maybe 50 percent I think the Ahsoka stuff a partial portion of the series I think the Count Dooku episodes you might be able to actually watch and be fine if you've watched the movies Um, but I think for for the Ahsoka stuff for 50 percent of this series you know it is strictly for fans who've enjoyed the Clone Wars animated show Uh, and I think there's revelations and feelings that won't be felt if you don't have that context. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I think it's a disservice to the series itself if you were to watch this and not get that from the show. Um, So I I do wonder, you know, I I guess, again, I don't think anyone who hasn't watched the Clone Wars would click on this first, but it is one of those things that just kind of, it makes me worried because I (laughs) don't want Star Wars fans to start their journey with Ahsoka here, yeah. I really mm-hmm. want them right. I, I don't want because it's almost in a way it is a big spoiler for them, yeah. And again, <laughs> it, it leaves out so much context. Um, but again, it, it just watch the Clone Wars already, just do it, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> it's only going to make the prequels better for you, it's only going to make Star Wars in general better for you, uh, just like this series does with you know, with Dave Filoni at the helm. I think with him at the helm going forward with Star Wars the clone wars and and i would even say to an extent rebels and and, and bad batch um are just as important as the movies oh, at this point especially yeah. mm-hmm. given the fact that dave is going to be carrying star wars forward oh yeah mm-hmm. um so again, i can i don't think that's necessarily a criticism as much as it is just a, a, a thing to say just watch clone wars please <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah it's a way to um, force
1: people to watch the animated shows cuz yes. you have to now you mm-hmm. have
0: to yeah you have but, to th-
2: and to me, that's just, that that's where where I'm kind of concerned because like Nate was saying that this he doesn't want this to be people's first experience with it, but a lot of people will see a six episode series running 10 to 15 minutes per episode is a lot more palatable to di- dive into than one of these longer form things. And again, while it is cool seeing a lot of the moments, again, Ahsoka's were the ones where I felt this more than Dooku, where it was the stuff that we already know or have already seen that was more interesting. And we didn't necessarily need these stories uh, in my opinion. I kind of felt like that after the Ahsoka ones, whereas the Dooku ones were showing us windows that we never got in Dooku lost or Jedi lost or, or the clone wars or anything like that. So we were getting a bit more still. I feel like the storytelling wasn't very concise over Mm. the arcs of each of these characters. That was my big issue is like, Yes, I understand where these fit in their journey, but on their own, they don't tell the story of why they're going down this route. And that was my biggest problem, was that they don't address the why behind these choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: My biggest problem was was that it made me cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The last two episodes, you guys.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So good. <laughs> I think. I think Darcy. It's interesting that you mentioned that. That I, I think for me. I, I think for anyone who is a major Clone Wars fan, mm-hmm. though, I think that's exactly why it works. I think again, getting this such a such a focused, pinpoint moment um is just lovely and i think i think again the whole aspect with star wars and we we see this all the time with star wars and i do think it is a little bit of a criticism towards star wars but it also helps with the storytelling is that they do purposely leave out things like Mm -hmm. some of the why they do purposely leave out some of these moments why because then they can make more shorts like this they can make more (laughs) series they can make more books and comic books uh and I, i think that's that's purposeful in, in both a good way and a detriment at the same mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. I, I totally hear that. Um, let's get to our overall thoughts and uh, and final score, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five Lost Stories of the Force. Megan, I'll get you to kick us off.
1: Okay. So... Like I was saying, the evolution of the animation throughout these episodes was mind-blowing. I didn't notice it until it was over, and I completely respect and admire that part of it. Um, It was two characters that I never thought you could compare, who actually are incredibly comparable. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I love that it was timeline order and not like, here's Ahsoka, and then here's Dooku.
0: Which is what I thought it would be, yeah. Yeah,
1: I it went from like baby Ahsoka to then a Dooku story, and you went through those three episodes, and I was like, oh, well, well what about Ahsoka? And then mm-hmm. it starts with her again, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because you're going in line with the timeline. Um, I love Ahsoka to the ends of the earth, so I'll hear <laughs> anything, even if it's repeated from something we've already seen. I'm happy to see it again. Uh, It made me feel so many things. Again, episode five and six, my hands were over my mouth the whole time with my mouth agape and I was crying. It was beautiful. (laughs) Um, I want to learn more about Dooku now and I never thought I'd say that. So I will be giving this five out of five Lost Stories of the Force.
0: Okay. Darcy, how about yourself?
1: Mm. Uh...
2: Like I said, I really enjoyed these these episodes. They're really cool snip, snapshots into these characters that we already know their lives and, and and stuff like that, but it wasn't what I was expecting after sitting through that panel and uh, getting that first look. I was expecting a lot more of uh, a look into the why. Again, that the why was what I was really looking for, uh, especially mm-hmm. with Dooku, because the parts that we saw in this series aren't really explored in the book, and... I feel like that would be, that is a very crucial time in his life about why he did what he did. And so it was bit very disappointing that they did not spend a lot of time on that. Uh, overall, though, the visuals are incredible. The storytelling is great for the story they are telling. And as a fan of Star Wars, I'm picking up on all those little things they're putting down. So I did enjoy that. But it was the. The fact that I was wanting for so much more, knowing the, the windows of lore that they were exploring, that uh, had me a bit disappointed. So uh, I'll be giving this one 3.5 out of 5 mm. Lost Stories of the Forest. To me, the storytelling, while it was good, it wasn't necessary. There are, there are much more important parts of these characters' lives that could have been explored.
0: Well, Darcy, you're kicked out of Bad Batch uh, season 2 watch <laughs> no, I'm so sorry no. to tell you.
2: It's, it's <laughs> no, not I'm a just, bad score. I just, just I didn't kidding. appreciate as much as Andor or other Star Wars stories <laughs> you have gotten recently. This just that's it's I was disappointed. Games. I'm sorry.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You know what I think in, and that's the that's the big thing with Star Wars is we we love it so much that it's 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 we have to be tough on it. We have to be critical mm-hmm. on it and uh, I I totally hear that. I d- again, my only thing with that, I, I I agree with you. I just think that Give us a season two. Give me a season two. explore those things. Explore I want, those wise. If I they're gonna be season there.
2: two, I feel like we'll be exploring other Jedi. That's like what I was say. Yeah. Kit Fisto. Yeah. So many characters we saw in the Clone Wars Which that okay are two, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah. don't know what you don't know much about them. So give me more of those things. Whereas again, these characters we knew I know more of their story, having read the books and stuff like that, and know what is being omitted. And that's where it leaves me wanting.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, I hear that. I think for me though, overall you know, we watched the first episode back in May, Darcy, like you were saying, and I. After that, I was like, "Oh, we're in for a treat!" And then the trailer came out, and I was like, "Oh, we're in for a treat!" And even still, I, this blew me away. I, I, I literally watched them like less than an hour ago, and I, I, I've already wanted to rewatch. All six of them immediately after and I cannot wait to see them uh, you know with our with our screeners we we kind of get like a low quality version with our emails across the screen (laughs) nice and big thank you Disney Um, but uh, but you know I can't wait to see them in in full uh, you know 4k quality I think this is fan service in the best possible sense um we talk about fan service a lot on this podcast and i think this is not just easter eggs it's it's these incredible small moments that i i think add so much growth to two characters that represent so well the growth of this universe in two opposing ways and Um, and again, you get to see those similarities between them. Like you said, Megan, like something I I thought we'd never really, if you say Ahsoka, my first thoughts not count.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: and so it's so cool to, to see that and to see how Dave was able to bring these characters together in that way. Um, Yeah, these again. These six shorts they show and say so much in just fourteen minutes, Uh, and they're so focused. And I want more. I want a second season. And yeah, if it's if it's the same characters, awesome. I can't wait to explore more. If it's two entirely different characters, I cannot wait to explore more in this way. I think the 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 way that it's a short allows for the pacing to be so crisp and on point the music was fantastic the voice Mm -hmm. cast is fantastic and the performances are just so great it's lovely to hear and and feel nostalgic for these iterations of these characters that hold such a special place in so many people's hearts Um, this series just like everything Dave Filoni has brought to Star Wars adds so much to the stories that George Lucas created and helped to emphasize these characters beyond the Skywalker saga and I think that's the biggest Sort of revelation that you know not only um, I think Rebels and Bad Batch will give you, um, but even some of those moments within Clone Wars and especially with this uh, this short series. Uh, Darcy, you said it best on our Cars on the Road review, but something about Disney Plus the the Disney Plus platform and shorts like it's just working okay (laughs) like like if that's if this is like if if disney plus was coming up to me and was like hey what do you think of my new partner uh that i'm dating right now like their their name is shorts like i'd be like yeah keep dating them they are making you so much better and i (laughs) think that's a weird comparison but (laughs) i I think between you know cars on the road i am groot and and you know we had uh vision star wars visions Mm -hmm. and now this series it's just keep it up, Disney. If you're listening, please more short. I, I'd love, I'd love something like this in the Marvel universe. Like I, I know we got what if, but like, give me something that is canon that does break down some of these little moments within the. Oh, it'd be so cool. Anyways, all that said, I am obviously blown away by this series. Uh, I'm gonna watch it as soon as we end recording here. Um, I'm gonna give this a five out of five. Lost Stories of the Force. Well. That is it. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you uh, want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the movies or shows we cover, well, I'm going to use the Force in a way that no one has ever seen before to send you over to Megan to let you know how you can reach us.
1: Whoa. That you was stupid. It?
0: You felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: it. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or... If you feel the conflict rising inside of you, then you can find us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, like our recent spoiler-filled discussion for Werewolf by Night, where Darcy, again, he went beast mode, dropping all sorts of dope details that you might have missed that I missed. Uh, and I was like, I was just like, Megan just now, I was like, whoa. Uh, I still haven't and seen I- it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to check it out. Well, listen, if you haven't seen Werewolf by Night just yet, like Megan, uh, you can also check out our spoiler-free review for it out right now, along with our spoiler-free reviews for Andor, Amsterdam, Hocus Pocus 2. we got a ton of interviews uh, on the on the podcast as well, on, a, on our YouTube channel as well. Um, so definitely check those out. Interviews with folks from, you know, if you like Star Wars, folks from Andor, uh, the series we got to speak with freaking Mon Mothma herself, Genevieve O'Reilly, along with a bunch of other talented cast members. So go check out those interviews both here and on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash geek um, You know, we also had a chance to send uh, Darcy and Kevin out to meet not our Kevin, but the Kevin, Kevin Smith. And uh, they got a chance to watch clerks three and meet, uh, I think, I think you both can say collectively one of your heroes, uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Darcy, Easy you were telling that. me you were telling me that at the event he was just as high as you were, so that <laughs> made it all worth the while.
2: Oh yeah, it does. again, he is one of my weed smoking idols. So to see him <laughs> still living it up like that, it's like yep. Good. I'm doing the right
0: thing. <laughs> Fantastic. You're on the right path. I mean, dude, he's a, the guy's a freaking, he's made so many movies. Um, and if you're enjoying this discussion about Star Wars, we also have our Watch Club for Star Wars Andor out right now with our first two episodes covering the episodes 1 to 3 and 4 to 6 of that series. We go deep into that series discussing all the incredible things that it's bringing to Star Wars. And once episode 9 of that series hits, we're going to have another episode out covering episodes 7, 8, and 9. And then, of course, we're going to do our two-episode finale after that. Um so definitely check it out. Megan, have you been watching Andor? Have you been keeping up? Have you been blown away?
1: Oh yeah. I will say, just as my own little point here, uh one through three I prefer over oh, wow. four through six. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Hot take.
1: Hot take. <laughs> is that is that a hot take?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll we'll have to see if we can get you onto uh, onto one of those watch clubs at some point if you're available. I'd love to because uh, I I want to hear I want to hear you explore that a little bit more. That was that was like the uh, the tales of the Jedi version of that and then we get to explore the why in a season two um (laughs) we also have our weekly this week in geek episodes out every wednesday where we break down our thoughts on the latest trailers and news surrounding all the things we love our most recent episode it should be out by this moment in time we had a bit of a a scheduling snafu it might be out tomorrow uh but uh we get to hear uh kevin and i think darcy uh Mm -hmm. talk about the their thoughts on the ant-man and uh, the wasp quantum mania trailer uh with kang he looks so fantastic. He's got big muscles. Uh, and lastly, uh, Justin and Kevin got to witness the hierarchy of the city of Toronto change when they stood a stone's throw away, stone's throw away from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So they, they've got a, a review out now for Black Adam. Spoiler free, but they do talk about their experience at the Gold Carpet premiere event. So definitely go check out all those episodes and all that stuff. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. Megan, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this review. And as we say, love ya. Laters.
1: Bye.